Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. History shows us changing the constitution can be an unpredictable process. But Anthony Albanese has made it clear that's one of his main aims during his first term as leader. He's pushing ahead with a referendum on a First Nations voice, and already there's resistance. Today, ABC Radio National Breakfast host Patricia Carvelis on what could be a difficult path ahead. PK, there was this moment in the Parliament this week, in the Senate, where a senator, she did something rather unconventional. That's right. You're referring to Greens Victorian Senator Lydia Thorpe. Mm -hmm. We'll now move to the swearing in of a senator. Senator Thorpe. Uh, Lydia Thorpe, she's a proud Aboriginal woman from Victoria. She stood up to be sworn in and she really did something quite unconventional. Senator Thorpe, please come to the table to make and subscribe the affirmation of mm, allegiance. What was that? There's a historic parliamentary tradition to do with uh, our connection with the monarchy. We are a constitutional monarchy still. We, we gave it a red hot go, didn't we, to become a republic all those years ago, 1999. It didn't, it didn't happen and we continue to be a constitutional monarchy. Uh, where new politicians have to swear an oath of affirmation to the Queen. That is the requirement of all MPs in the Senate and the lower house. Well, please recite the affirmation on the card handed and to And she you. walked up to the dispatch box with one arm raised in the air, uh, very sort of proudly and strongly, and she read the oath, but she, she did something pretty different when she read it. I, Sovereign Lydia Thorpe, who solemnly and sincerely affirm and declare that I will be faithful and I bear true allegiance to the colonising Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Senator Thorpe. The colonising Queen, essentially, right? She added the word colonising. There's a lot of issues she has with having to swear this allegiance to the Queen because she is pretty angry, as a lot of Indigenous Australians are, about colonisation, its impact on her peoples, its impact on their culture and, and languages. And so she she did that and, of course, it became a moment. Uh, Senator Thorpe, Senator Thorpe, order. The Labor Senate President Sue Lyons interjected. She, she sort of made her do it again. She had to make her do it again, so they say, because it's a procedural has to be done exactly in those words. That's why it works. And bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, her heirs and successors according to law. Uh, Senator Thorpe, please sign the test roll and Senator's roll. Okay, so Lydia Thorpe, she's taken a stand and it's during a week where the treatment of First Australians has really been in the spotlight because of the Gama Festival in North East Arnhem Land. You were there. It was a pretty moving event, wasn't it? It was incredible. Mm. Give my hand, please, ladies and gentlemen. We want our constitution to be recognised in the parliament. Parliament, Indigenous voices from every state, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. 
look, the Gaba Festival is always incredible on northeast Arnhem Land, on the land of the Yulnu people. This one was particularly special because the Prime Minister came mm. and the Prime Minister delivered a message that I think many of those Indigenous uh, leaders, activists, elders, young people, range of people have been waiting for, and that's that he would move towards, you have to have a referendum for it to happen, but move towards a referendum to enshrine an Indigenous voice to Parliament in our constitution. Together we can embrace the Uluru Statement from the Heart. He came and proposed the draft question Mm -hmm. that he suggests should be taken to Australians, and that was... A big deal. Mm, and what was the question? This was this would be the question that Australians would basically vote yes or no to. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, and and that's deliberately so. The Prime Minister's office, based on the research of many Indigenous leaders who've been working on this, Sam, for mm. so long, I cannot tell you, so so long. So he put a pretty straightforward question, which is: Do you support an alteration to the Constitution that establishes an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice? An Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. A straightforward proposition, a simple principle, a question from the heart. If not now, when? So, PK, do we have a sense of when this referendum might be held? Not yet. Mm-hmm. There are two dates that have been proposed uh, so far. One is the 27th of May uh, next year, 2023, although my understanding is that there are many in Labor and, and actually beyond that think that's probably too tight a time frame. Mm-hmm. And the other is 27th of January, 2024. I think that one's more realistic, but I know many inside the Labor Party and others are concerned about you know, where, where the country's at at the 27th of January, 2024, for instance, or in that year. And uh, if we're looking at the economy, for instance, I know Indigenous people are like, well, if, if the economic problems, uh, interest rate rises, cost of living is becomes an even bigger issue, they don't want um, the sense that people feel disgruntled during this time. They want the highest chance of success and they're worried about there being maybe dire economic circumstances that make people a little resentful. Um, You need a referendum like this to be when people are in the right frame of mind to be open to things rather than just, you know, focusing on their own survival. You mentioned before, you know, the last referendum we went to in this country, 1999, on whether Australia should become a republic. We know it failed. What's it looking like this time around, PK? Polling, public polling, uh, for now shows that around 60% of Australians would support this. But we know it has a far greater chance of success if it receives bipartisan support, Sam. That's, That's key. It's pretty hard for me to be convinced based on constitutional history that a proposition that's taken to the public that doesn't have bipartisan support would be successful. Mm. I think it's really risky, really, really risky to do that. Um, The Prime Minister has suggested that he would go forward uh, without bipartisan support in one interview he did, although it's my understanding that Labor really, really wants to seek that support. Uh, They just don't have it yet. They don't not have it, though. Mm. So what's Peter Dutton had to say? (laughs) He hasn't said much, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He hasn't said what he will do. Up until this point, his big criticism has been, well, show us the detail. You know, Labor has to provide the detail and then we'll consider it. Well, 
Some detail has now been provided. There's a question, but they can't respond to it, even though it does have the detail in it. So just ponder that for a second. Mm. I think that, that they've got a bit of detail now, and yet they say they want more detail. Peter Dutton has warned his colleagues they have to approach this in a respectful and thoughtful way, you know, that they consider this very carefully and they think about the call from many Aboriginal Australians who want this to happen. Okay, so you've told us that, you know, bipartisan support is pretty important and Anthony Albanese certainly wants that. Peter Dutton hasn't told us yet if he will give that support. He wants more detail. PK, are there any other obstacles standing in the way at the moment? I think there are quite a few. Mm. <laughs> like, And I'm not surprised by that because that's the thing about changing the constitution. It always is a big call in a country that's naturally conservative about changing the constitution. Um, not all Indigenous MPs support it, for instance. Uh, country Liberal Party uh, Senator Jacinta Price, who is new to the parliament, uh, told Q&A um, uh, you know, during the Gama Festival that she will probably not be working to support a referendum on an Indigenous so. voice to Parliament. And I guess my biggest concern with this idea of a constitutionally enshrined voice to Parliament is the fact that it's another bureaucracy. Mm. We want less bureaucracy in our lives so that we can get on with taking control of our lives. She's influential. She's an Aboriginal woman in the Coalition Party room. So that's that's a, a big deal. Um, Lydia Thorpe, uh, she comes from the sort of left perspective, so the two different spectrums. Lydia Thorpe says she thinks a voice referendum will fail. She's talked about um, that she believes in treaty first. Truth and treaty are also very, very important. Uh, and I don't believe that we are at that point in this country where all Australians are open to hearing the true history of this country. Now, I know that might blow your brains if you're listening and going, hang on a minute, don't Aboriginal people want this? Of course there are going to be people who don't like it, but like with any proposal, it's about getting uh, a majority or a consensus and the consensus view, I think, from you know working in this space for a really long time um, is that the majority of Indigenous Australians think a voice is necessary, even if there are some that don't. Mm -hmm. So, PK, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a very easy road ahead, very complicated, in fact. So what happens if it fails? Okay. I think a referendum that fails will be a devastating blow to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders and for Australia more broadly. Let's just think about why this is necessary. This is about um, the custodians of this country who have been here for thousands of years with a rich culture and many languages still spoken, many uh, sadly that we've lost through a brutal process of colonisation, but many still spoken, including Yulnu on the country where this message from the Prime Minister was delivered. This is a rich and thriving culture. And I think that's we're still in, in the process of listening. And there should be a lot of listening in the next couple of months. I hope there's a lot of listening, particularly to the people who have been begging non-Aboriginal Australia to listen for a really long time. Our ancestors might have started the fire, but the fire is now held by us. For our children, our families and for the future.
Thank you. Patricia Carvelis is the host of Radio National Breakfast. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate with reporting by Carly Williams. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with David Lipson. He'll be discussing the Taiwan tensions and the fallout from the Barilaro fiasco in New South Wales. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.